And Father, as we go into the word, thank you, Father, that your word penetrates every single heart, touching, changing, and transforming, that it takes root. We're not just hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. We give you glory for what you'll accomplish in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, this morning, I want to thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bear for the opportunity to bring the word this morning. It's a privilege and an honor to do so. We all desire to live a victorious, abundant life. And Christ has given us victory and abundance in every area of our lives. However, we have an enemy that is trying to keep us stuck and keep us in bondage. The title of my message this morning is Break Down the Walls. Thank God that Jesus broke down the walls of sin that separated man from God. He put us in right standing with the Father. But we're going to talk about other walls that potentially are a problem in our lives. Walls that hinder or obstacles or roadblocks are the very things that keep us from living a victorious and abundant life. They try and distract us to keep us out of the freedom that God has for us. Challenges come, and sometimes we take ownership of those walls. We take ownership of the obstacles, the roadblocks, and our identity sometimes gets wrapped up in those things. And we go through life thinking that that's okay and it's functional. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. But family, God has a far better way for us to live and to function in this life. When we are kept captive by the walls we build around us, we pay a heavy price. We pay the price of deep, meaningful, supportive relationships, a feeling of purpose and direction in our life, a strong sense of self-worth and confidence. We pay a heavy price by keeping in all the negative emotions and feelings which end up poisoning us, clouding our judgment, and deafening our spirits to the voice of the precious Holy Spirit. And ultimately, we then disengage from God. And if we don't have a relationship with God, we continue not wanting to have a relationship with Him. We become victims instead of victors, and we shift blame to others, and we also shift blame to God. People have said to me, Pastor Luke, I'm a believer in Christ. I have been set free. I have freedom because of the cross. Yet, they are not living in the fullness of the finished work of the cross. Unfortunately, many in the body of Christ today are hurting. They're hurting. Walls have been built up in their lives to protect. And if not careful, those walls could hinder what the Heavenly Father has for them and could hinder the promises that He has for them. This is an unfortunate truth. It's the elephant in the room, right? 
However, however, the finished work of the cross is, in, is our inheritance. It is there for us to possess. We need to hold, grab hold of that and understand the truth of the word. And that's what we're going to do here this morning. Turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua 6, verse 1. Now, from verse 1 through 27, and I'm going to paraphrase, I'm going to touch on one or two scriptures, but to paraphrase what happens from verse 1 through to 27 is where the children of Israel cross the river Jordan and they go into the promised land, right? And that was a cool miracle in its own in that the river Jordan was in flood at that time, but it stopped so that the children of Israel could cross across dry land, right? So let us pick it up from verse 1. And it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Verse 2, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. From verse 3, God gives Joshua instructions for the children of Israel to conquer Jericho. He tells him, this is what you need to do to get the city. Interesting to note. So it's from about verse 3 onwards, he gives the instructions. And what he says to Joshua, he says, take seven priests with seven ram horns, put them in the front. Then he says, take the Ark of the Covenant, put them Put that behind the seven priests, right? Then the children of Israel. But before that, put the army in front of the priests and put the army behind the Ark of the Covenant. Notice that when God gives us a plan and we stay in that plan, there is protection. He leads and guides us in that to the victory that he has already given us. But we need to put him first in that plan and keep him in the center of our plan. Amen? So God heads the plan and we as the people follow his plan. Verse 10. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth. Until the day I say to you, shout, then you shall shout. Look at that. He used the children of Israel as a collective, as a group, to fulfill a plan and a function, right? He used every tribe and he used every family in the tribe to fulfill what he has as a group. Just like here at Christian Family Church, we collectively want to move the kingdom of God forward. We have groups that do that. We have dream team that do that. We have the Bible college that does that. Collectively, we come together unified, one purpose, one goal, and that is to move the kingdom of God forward. Amen? As a side note, this is just an FYI, and this is what I was thinking about. Joshua most probably thought, listen, myself and Caleb 40 years ago, we said we can take the land. There were 10 others that said no. So I'm in advance telling everybody just to keep quiet. No negativity, right? Though, though it seemed foolish, Joshua followed God's instruction to the letter. When the people did finally shout, the massive walls collapsed instantly, and Israel won an easy victory. In fact, God had given the city, like I said, 
to them before they even started. They were obedient. They stepped into that plan. Through the obedience, it took place. Amen? Stay in God's plan. When we look at what we just read, it gives us a picture of a journey, perhaps even parallels a journey some of us may be facing today as believers. In our relationship with God, we will encounter roadblocks. We will encounter obstacles. We will have a Jericho. Walls built up around us that prevent us from experiencing God's goodness and fulfilling His plan and purpose in our lives. As believers, we all have a past we may not have dealt with or we think we have dealt with. It's time to realize that in Christ, our past, the bondages, the setbacks, the devil can no longer keep us behind the walls. Amen? When looking at the scripture about Jericho, I would like you to notice three things and consider these things as I go through it with you. The first one is the silence. The second is the stones or the walls. And the third thing is the shout. Let us look at the silence. Who are you speaking to? What are you saying? What are you saying in your circumstances? Are you speaking death or are you speaking life? Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Are you speaking the promises? Are you speaking the doctor's report? Are you speaking the negativity that you hear? The bad advice from friends? What are you speaking about? Just three weeks ago, it was about three weeks ago, I was going through some stuff, right? Things were going on. I had this negative mindset, negative thoughts going on. At times, I verbalized those negative things. Didn't end well, needless to say. But the moment I stepped back and kept quiet and was still before the Lord, circumstances changed, situations changed. What are you saying? There are times where we are to be still before God and let Him take care of the circumstances. Let Him take care of the pain. Let Him take care of the hurt. Let him take care of the emptiness. Whatever you're going through, let him take care of it. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. The word still there is not necessarily just quiet. I researched this word. It is to step back, rest in him, allow him to control. Be still and know that I am God. Hebrews 13 verse 5, the B part. For he himself has said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you, rely on him, press into him. Then we look at the stones. The stones we use to build walls around us are the same stones that hurt us. We feel them puncture deep within our soul, in our spirit. The blocks or the stones we use to build include, and these may sound familiar to some of you, an emotionally disengaged family, rejection, a loveless, abusive marriage, physical, mental, verbal abuse, addiction, shame, fear, anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, doubt, 
unbelief, unrepented sin, complaining, condemnation, anxiety, lust, depression. The list goes on and on. They cause us to start building walls of protection. So we think. Ancient cities like Jericho had these walls to stop invaders coming in to ravage and ruin. We build up walls so that we're not ravaged, ruined, and hurt. What does that do? It's our defense mechanism, we think, but it stops people from assisting and helping us. We say things, I won't love anyone. I won't be loved by anyone. I will not forgive, or I will forgive, but I won't forget. I will not trust. These are all walls that tightly shut us up, letting no one in. The problem with building walls is that while it keeps evil out, it is also keeps those that want to love you out. It even keeps God out. These walls begin to completely dictate our lifestyles, but they neither protect nor progress us. Twenty... One years. You corrected me. 21 years ago, I went through a divorce. I was broken. My ex-wife came home, said I'm out. Done. I was absolutely devastated. Those of you that think that men don't have emotions, it's a lie. I said that I will never get married again. I will never love anyone again. No one will ever love me. I didn't even feel like a man. I felt like my manhood was taken away from me. But God brought a woman into my life that was strong, that was tenacious, that hang, hung in there, and he used her to help me break down those walls, amen, so that I could fulfill the plan, purpose, and destiny together as a family going forward. Behind every good man's an even better woman. All the ladies shared, amen. But if I did not step into and hold on fast to the plan and purpose and repent of those negative things that I had said, would I have been here today? Would, have, would I have had an incredible wife, an amazing daughter? I could have missed all that. When we are living behind defensive walls, we are living under oppression. We are a prisoner to our own thoughts, kept captive in bondage, not realizing that we are actually free. However, there is victory, and this is where the shout comes in. God always has a plan. He always had a plan. And this is where victory takes place. It is time to break down the walls, remove the obstacles with a shout of victory, God is our strong tower. He will not leave us unprotected. Isaiah 58 verse 9 says, Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, Here I am. Imagine if someone offered you a special gift or a weapon that would guarantee you direction, prosperity, and success. A gift or weapon that would give you the ability to rise up above any circumstance and stand against any enemy. A gift or weapon that would keep you from sin, destruction, and despair. 
wouldn't you be eager to hold on to and receive that gift and then learn how to use that weapon or that gift? Well, you can. We're going to look at three things. It's called the Word. It's called worship. And it's called prayer. And as we look at these power gifts or these powerful weapons, those walls will break down. Healing will come. And we will, it'll take us to a place of freedom and it'll take us to a place of victory. If we read God's word, let us look at the word. If we read God's word and apply it in our lives, we will see him fulfill the promises that are contained in the pages of the word. Jesus and the word of God are one and the same, which has profound implications. The same power that is in Jesus is in the word. Notice it's not the same power that was in Jesus because he is still alive today. So therefore the word is still alive today. So the same power that is in Jesus is in the word. The word of God is powerful. We must receive that truth in order for the word to work in our lives. We need to understand and receive the fact that the word is alive and it is there for us to declare. If at some point we feel the word has lost its power, it's not because the word has changed, but it's because we have stopped mixing the word with faith. If you want to be a victor and not a victim, make the word a priority in your life. If you want more power to break down the walls, consume more of his word. If you want to see circumstances change in your life, consume more of the word. If you want to be set free, consume more of the word. If you want to see your family saved, consume more of the word. As we meditate in the word, we are transformed into what we see in the word. The glory of Christ becomes visible through our lives. And as the walls begin to break down and we begin to be changed into the image of Christ... The life of Christ begin, begins to be fully manifest in every area and every aspect of our lives. His nature, His character, love, power, and His anointing. God's love for us, family, you need to understand, is real and it's vast. When we truly embrace the love God has for us, we begin to trust Him and our relationship with Him grows we develop a great love for Him. Notice this. Love for God allows our religious requirements to become relational joys. What we once saw as duty has now become devotion. It is our delight to know Him and follow His commands. This love is what will fill the spaces as we begin breaking down the walls. We at times don't want to let go of the identity that we've put in the walls or the obstacle or the roadblocks because we think, what's going to happen? But as God's love consumes you and floods you and takes over, your identity shifts from that obstacle or that wall and your identity is transferred into the love of Christ and your identity is in Him. It is our delight to know Him and follow His commands. The, this love 
is what will fill the spaces. An overflow of our relationship with God is worship. Second part, second powerful weapon. Worship is more than singing songs. It is a lifestyle. Worship can be expressed through acts of service, words of praise, giving, as well as singing and dancing, even shouting. And something amazing happens when we worship. We become warriors in the kingdom of God. I love you all. But you need to understand, worship before the service is not the adverts before the Super Bowl. And some of us treat it that way. Worship is there to prepare your heart. It tears your heart open. It prepares the soil for you to receive the word. The seed gets planted in your heart so what? That it can bear fruit in your life. Worship is not a starter. It's part of. We want to see change. We want to be set free. We want all those things. Be in with worship. Be a warrior in the kingdom of God. Worship is an act of warfare against Satan and demonic forces. Our worship puts the devil on the run and increases our ability to fight against the powers of darkness and in the heavenly realms. Amen. Psalm 149 verse 6 says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. There is power in worship. When we give God all our attention, we strip the enemy of any power that he has over us. And as we enter in the safety of God's presence, he is there. He protects us. He takes care of us. We are protected from every scheme of the enemy in his presence. We become like Jesus who said, the ruler of this world has nothing in me. He has no control over you, according to John 14, verse 30. Then the third power gift. Through prayer, we lay our problems before the throne of God. And we ask Him to grow us spiritually, bring restoration in our lives. In our journey to healing and freedom from the walls that have held us back, we need to dedicate time every day to pray. When we pray, we pray the will of God over our lives and warfare starts to happen on our behalf. Warfare starts to happen. Things start changing. Circumstances start changing in and through our lives. No victory can come without prayer. We want victory, but we treat God like a Starbucks drive through I place my order here and I get my coffee here. You need to press into God. Let Him change the circumstance. We want change in our family. Pray. You want change in your finance. Pray. You want God to heal you. Pray. You want emotional healing. Pray. When we give God all our attention, we strip the enemy of any power that he has. Any power. If freedom and healing is what we desire, we must start praying daily so the Father can prepare and lead our way to healing. Remember I said in the beginning, if the Father is leading, there is protection. If He's the center of the plan, 
He's already given us the victory. If he did it for Joshua, he can do it for you. Whenever God delivered a man, a city, or a nation, he used a group of people. Like I said earlier, we do that here at Christian Family Church. We have a unified mindset and a unified goal. And that is that San Antonio is saved and serving Jesus. We have 21 days of prayer coming up, making room for the new. You've heard awesome testimonies. Get involved. Come and pray. These are just a few testimonies of what God did in people's lives. People came here with one mindset and with one preconceived idea, but God did crazy, incredible, miraculous things over 21 days. If you want to see, if you want to see circumstances change in your life, pray. We have freedom groups where people can go Let go of their past and step into what God has for them. They understand that God has created them more than just being hurt, abused, rejected. He has a plan and a purpose and a destiny for each and every single one of us. Not only through the freedom groups, but we have Bible study groups. We have prayer groups. We have free market groups. We have serve groups. All those groups are designed for a reason so that we can be connected so that we can be mentored, disciple, that we can grow together and move the kingdom of God forward. Amen? Amen. Then we've got the Bible College. The full registration is open now. The Bible College, you'll hear the Word of God, how to use the Word of God, stand on the Word of God, declare the Word of God, and know your authority in Christ. Get involved with all those avenues so that you can see God move in your life. Amen? Amen. Remember this. God never breaks a promise. God always keeps His promises. He has the power to make them, and He has the power to fulfill them. And how do you tap into that? This is not a name it and claim it gospel. We're just speaking the Word of God. We are declaring the promises, and we are there to receive. Amen? Amen. And knowing that, let us make a declaration together. I did a declaration based on Joshua 1, verse 6 to 8. You can stand, you can sit, you can raise your hands, you can shout at the end, you can do what you want. But I know that God is going to set people free. He has already set people free. He's moving right now in the sanctuary. And I want us to declare this together. Say this with me. I am strong and courageous. I will hold on to to the promises of God God in the Word. word. I am strong strong and very courageous. courageous. I will obey obey all the instructions instructions in the Word. word. I will not deviate deviate from the left nor the right. right. As I do this, this, just like Joshua, I will be successful in everything, everything. I do. I will study this book of instruction, the Bible, continually. I will meditate on it day and night. I will be sure 
to obey everything written in it, then, then I will prosper and succeed in all I do. If you believe that, shout amen. Let's give a voice of victory. Come on. Don't just sit there. If you believe that, shout amen. God has given you the victory. Hallelujah. 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 Bondages have been broken. Obstacles are being removed. Walls have been broken down this morning. Praise the Lord. Man, I get excited about God. And as I was preparing for this morning, the Lord laid on my heart. There's some of us here that are feeling hurt. Life has happened. We've heard a negative doctor's report. Bad relationship. Abusive relationship. Broken marriage. Rejection. Pain and anguish that you feel from that rejection. Unforgiveness. But He's here to restore, renew, repair, love you unconditionally. So I want to pray for you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your incredible love that you have for your people, not only those that are here in the sanctuary, but those that are also watching online. Thank you, Father, that you are touching them where they're at. You are flooding them with your peace, your grace, your joy. Thank you, Lord, for doing a new thing. You're raising them up above the circumstances and situations. You're reigniting a passion and a desire for you. Nothing else will matter. You're healing hearts. You're healing marriages. You're healing homes. You're healing families right now in the name of Jesus. You are mending what is broken. You are restoring that what was stolen and taken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that healing is moving in every single body right now in the name of Jesus. And the person that was asking you, where are you? You are showing yourself. You are rising up big within them. You are touching them in such a way that they will know that you are there. Those stones, those walls are being completely obliterated and destroyed in the name of Jesus. You're giving people purpose. You're giving them direction. Husbands are being raised up to be the men of the home, the husbands that you have called them to be, the fathers that you have called them to be. You're strengthening them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for flooding them with grace, with love, and with joy. 
thank you for doing a new thing in their lives right now in the name of Jesus. And as they experience that, they will turn around, Father, and drop to their knees and give you glory and give you praise, give you honor and shout out victory because you have done it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.